0: just the market, you know, correcting itself and when the capitulation part happened where it's just the market dropped, you know, from 10 grand to three grand, um, it was scary. You know, I started to even... Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple
1: Crider. Today, we're sitting down with Nick Gomez to talk about network marketing and cryptocurrency. Okay, these are spaces that I have a ton of interest in network marketing because it's where so many of the people that I have on the podcast got their start in entrepreneurship and crypto because it, it's always trendy right now. We're seeing this big bounce back. Um, So I just want to have somebody on the podcast who could share some information because, again, I haven't had very many people on the podcast talk about crypto, and I know there's a lot of you guys out there. I'm getting a lot of messages from people who are interested in the crypto space. So because I want to serve you guys the best that I can, I wanted to get somebody on the podcast who has experience in the cryptocurrency space. So we're going to be talking about both of those areas. So whether you're interested in one or both of those, or you just want to talk about personal development, we talk about a lot of that as well. So I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this show. I know I did. Nick is the man. I really enjoy talking to this dude. He's really passionate about what he talks about. So without further ado, we're just going to hop right on in to the podcast with Nick Gomez. So wherever you guys are at right now listening to the podcast, I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. All right, Nick, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today?
0: Good, my man. How's it
1: going? It is going very, very well. I'm having an absolutely wonderful day. Um, How are you?
0: Great, great. Here We have an air show here in uh, Miami, man, so, so enjoying the views, enjoying the show.
1: I love it, man. It looks like you got a great view over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, downtown here in downtown Miami, man. The bay, the, the, the water, and the views are nuts. Love, love. I'm, a, I'm a view guy, man. I love, love the views.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So, our listeners got to hear a bit about Nick Gomez, what you're currently up to right now in the intro to this episode, but for those of them that aren't super familiar with who you are, what you're working on, give us like a 60-second snapshot of where you're at right now.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So pretty much who I am as an entrepreneur, just I love teaching the space of cryptocurrency, the ins and out on how you could trade invest correctly with our company. And you know, I travel around the States, around the world, just really giving people the correct knowledge. So I understand where cryptocurrency is going. And uh, that's pretty much the basics of what I do. I do marketing, some other passive income streams that I dabble in, but that's pretty much my main focus.
1: Awesome. I love it. I love it. So the place where I like to start all the interviews off at is really flashing back in time to like your early upbringing and childhood. So talk to us now about your like middle school, high school years. Okay. Were you somebody who was entrepreneurially minded, like selling Mm -hmm. shoes in the back of the classroom? Were you taking school very seriously? What'd that look like?
0: hundred percent. So the the craziest thing is I started selling cookies and creams, Hershey bars, (laughs) uh, out of middle school, man. So I, I grew up, you know, not a silver spoon, not, I don't, I don't come from money at all. I come from a single mother, um, raised me three different jobs. I saw her work at CVS, Target, the works, try to put you know a roof over my head and food on the plate. And um, she taught me a lot of what hard work was, but I also thought of I need to do something different at a young age. So middle school, I started looking at different ways because the funny thing is I started selling chocolate uh, in middle school because I wanted an xbox. So my mom couldn't afford buying me one So I actually started uh, selling hershey's and cookies and cream I would put them in the fridge. So they're nice and cold. I put <laughs> them in the nice Corolla uh, Crayola box and then uh, just have them nice and cold sell so them at a dollar a piece And if I don't miss if I remember right, I-, I think I'd make like 12 $15 profit per box So it was just my little gig man I bought my xbox like that and then that's where it all really became, you know And started and then onto craigslist really when I was young
1: Solid, man. I didn't know anybody actually ate those cookies and cream Hershey's. I thought they sort of just like were out there, but Bro, I guess I love
0: them, man, but from <laughs> selling them so much they it, it, it got sick. Yeah, no, I, I, hear you. I, I can't look at them. Even still this day, I can't. I see them in Publix or wherever I, I, I do groceries at the way.
1: For real, for real. So, so talk to us now about how that transitioned into like you, you mentioned Craigslist. Like what were you doing next?
0: Yeah, so um, I started off with, with, with the chocolate bars and then I started seeing Craigslist as an Outlook uh, to sell iPhones and I would buy, you know, used iPhones, try to flip them, try to make $50, $100 a piece hmm. and uh, anything I found in my room or anything that I could find. See, the, the, the interesting part was I went to a school. This is uh, something I give, you know, a lot of things to my mom. She put me in an environment, at least in my high school was uh, with people with a lot of money, hmm. at least whether it was family money or whatever the case was. And I took the bus about every day, about an hour. So she paid for a private bus an hour every day. I'd have to wake up like at five, four in the morning to take that bus and go to this place. And uh, I go to high school with all these people that, you know, 16 year olds, BMWs, Porsches, you know what I mean? The works. And she created that environment for me. And a lot of my friends would let go of things. And I started using Craigslist as an outlook, you know, to just either sell them or flip phones, the works. And then that, that started developing, you know, this entrepreneurship spirit in me. Um, but you know, that didn't pay as much as anyone would think. So I started off, my first job actually was at 17, man. I had the, I had the Justin Bieber hair. I had the, the long, you know, the mop on the head. That's what I had when back in high school. And uh, I got my first job in Hollister. Hmm. And, uh, that's where I saw what the workforce was really like. And I quit in two weeks. And, right. um, I said, this wasn't for me. And little do you know, I, I met my mentor, you know, two weeks, right when I quit, I met my mentor who brought me into affiliate network marketing, who's made millions of dollars in the space. And he really started, you know, I guess you could call him my rich dad. He really started pouring to pour into me, show me the ropes. I had a lot of different mentors growing up and he showed me that the wealthy and the rich, you know, they think a little bit different. You know, they're not, they're not clocking in, clocking out. They're not, after 10 or 15, you know, dollars an hour, or, or they're not looking for that 50 cent raise every year. You know, they were thinking different and he really reprogrammed my brain because I come from a Hispanic home where it was all about school. It was all about, Hey, you got to go get that job degree the works. And, uh, yeah, he reprogrammed me, man. And that's where my entrepreneurship really endeavors began. That's super cool. So so
1: what what brought you into the network marketing space where you met this mentor? Or was it just like somebody brought it up to you and you like went to a meeting?
0: It's a crazy story. So I bashed network marketing for years. So forever, for whoever's listening to this, and you've been approached in network marketing, and you, you're just so anti of it. That was <laughs> me, man. I was, you know, I was big into sports. I was the, the captain of the football team. I was the quarterback for my high school. I was gonna go play college football. So I thought I was the coolest kid on the block. Um, and uh, I bashed network marketing. And um, what really opened my eyes was the need for money. See, I got, I got a, a football scholarship, but I needed, you know, a couple thousand dollars to go pay for room and board. So yeah. I'm like, how can a kid with no job now afford to pay for room and board? So little do you know, I saw a tweet by a friend uh, in high school, and he put up his check from his network marketing company. It was, I'll never forget, it was for $328. And I said, if he can make that much money in his first week, I can triple that. Little do you know, I got involved in network marketing. My first day, you know, my story goes a little bit different from people in network marketing. My, my first day, I made $1,000 in network marketing. I was 17. And it, it just clicked for me. Network marketing really clicked. I had influence. I had a goal. I had a mission. I had a big why, which was my single mother. And from there, man, you know, I, I'm still in network marketing. I'm six years, close to seven years now. And it's a passion because I believe we could help people go from, literally nothing to something and it could create cash flow so you could start investing and really heading to other places, you know, for entrepreneurs.
1: Straight up. So a lot of people that I have in the show have backgrounds in network marketing, which I think is super interesting. Why, Why do you think that is that so many entrepreneurs get started in that field?
0: I believe because it's like the first door that people could see what it is to be a business owner, to run your own show, run your own game and uh for people like me that were young starting i was 17 i didn't know about people skills communication if you put me in front of a room when i was 17 in front of 30 people i would sweat get nervous (laughs) you know red face the works that's how it was when i was reading papers in high school but it really taught me about communication it taught me how to sell it taught me just how to be a business owner life skills that weren't taught in high school i don't even believe in college So I've seen a lot of my friends who have either started with network marketing are still in or left now are great business owners are great entrepreneurs. And it's a great, how I like to say a university for people that want to become, you know, entrepreneurs hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And I think like the, the personal development side of, of network marketing is something Mm -hmm. that not a lot of people spend a lot of time talking about when they're on the outside, but like all these like seminars, you can go to all these mentors you can learn from. It is a really valuable thing that you're getting sometimes for free from these different companies.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The personal development side is what, what I could say shaped me. Like I told you, my mentor, he played a big part, but uh, from, from the early on, I mean, rich dad, poor dad, the book, 45 napkin presentation, 45 second napkin presentation, you know, the GoPros, all these books started to play a role into just everyone that's listening. It's just, it programs your mind. See, we've been taught to think a certain way and a lot of these books seminars, you know, outside of network marketing. I share a conference all the time that I attended that to this day taught me so much. It's called the Millionaires and Mindset Intensive by T. Har Becker. Mm-hmm. And it taught me, you know, I came to that conference because of network marketing and it just taught me how important personal development was to see the outlook on money different, to see the outlook on entrepreneurship and just see the world in a different, you know, vibrance, you know?
1: For sure. So, talk about this mentor in the world that he had on you. Um, you mm-hmm. connected through this network marketing company. Was he helping you like grow your business through that, or what was he helping you out with?
0: Yeah. So he was uh, he was uh, one of the uplines, I guess you could call it in the okay. in the network marketing company I was in. I had I had a couple different mentors. I was blessed. I had you know an individual by his name was Eddie. He taught me really the spiritual side of mentorship, how much mm-hmm. you know important personal development was. I then had a couple by the name of Debbie and David. Uh, They've made close to $50 million in network marketing, and uh, they they taught me really how to become a professional business owner. And they looked at me as one of their kids, really, where they took me to places. They changed my environment. They took me to places where stakes were $300, and to me, I had $300 in my bank account. You know what I mean? So at the time, so I was like, you know, they were shaping me, changing my environment little by little. And then a a mentor I credit a lot to, his name's Brian. Uh, you know, one of the best in the industry uh, by far. And he just showed me, how there's more than just network marketing. See, a lot of people just get, you know, you start in network marketing, but you forget that being an entrepreneur, there's a lot more out there for you. And he just showed me there was so many different avenues and streams of places where you could really benefit from, help people and create, you know, passive income flow. So those were really the main, other of course, you know, the Bob Proctor's, the Jim Rohn's, mm-hmm. the works, uh, but those were the people that were guiding me hand in hand and, you know, re- really made me who I am, of course, today.
1: Sure. So for a lot of people, it seems like network marketing is kind of like one of those first stepping stones for you to take to, to sort of transition into entrepreneurship. So for you personally, since you're still in the industry, do you see it as like a stepping stone? Do you think you're going to be in the industry for a while? Or what What are you thinking about like that?
0: I see network marketing, you know, I always, I always talk about it with, with my girlfriend, with my family. And it's just, uh, I think I'm always going to be in this industry. The reason being is because You know, when when someone gives you the gift, which I believe that's what network marketing is, you know, I, I right now, if I go downstairs, you know, walk through the streets, I could find anybody that maybe doesn't have the right vehicle or the opportunity or the right guidance, but they have the work ethic and they have the will. I know network marketing, if it touches the right people who are ready to work and ready to strive. Uh, they're going to get impacted. So to me, it was like, my message isn't done. Network marketing will always be a way for me to help people. It's it's more now less than the money. It's more about how many people and how much value we could give. Because to me, network marketing, I'm, I'm a success story of network marketing, and I know what it could do for others. So why stop if I'm 24 right now, 30, 35. It's just a beautiful industry where you could help grow, help people achieve. And I see it always being here. I think creating a passive income stream and network marketing, no matter what your age is, or I've met so many entrepreneurs who have made millions elsewhere are still a part of it because of the culture, the ambience, the conferences, the the personal development. So me personally, I'll always be in it because of that.
1: Awesome. So you mentioned like work ethic and that's really important for somebody to have success in this industry. Um, what, what do you think, like who do you think network marketing is a good fit for? Like, like if a listener's out there, they're 18, 19, 20 years old, they're like, they've been thinking about it. They've, they've been approached by all different companies. They're like, I don't know if this is right for me or not. Like who do you think network marketing is like genuinely like good for and who's gonna thrive in this space?
0: I believe it could be for anybody really if you find the correct home. You know, if you have the correct product that you believe in and you have the correct mentorship that's going to guide you. You know, unfortunately network marketing could have a bad name because people either get signed up through a link on the internet or don't have the right company or don't have the guidance or a guy selling, you know, for example, makeup tutorials, like things (laughs) won't make sense, you know? So for example, if everything fits a line and you, you play your part and just follow the system that typically any network marketing company follows because it's really just all structured and systematic. I think anybody could have success, but you know, for those of you that are listening and they're looking into network marketing or even, you know, contemplating doing it, understand it's, it's difficult, but it's the most easiest to me. It's the easiest place where you could it could all begin for you. It's a place where if you really get going and don't give up, you know, for example, me in network marketing, my first year and a half, two years, I didn't make any money. But you know, then when I was nineteen, nineteen, you know, nineteen years old and a half, I'd say I hit my first six-figure income. You know, so so if you if you have the patience, the will to strive, I know network marketing could be for those people. But you have to understand, you got to work just like any other industry.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So throughout that that time period, you got involved in network marketing. You weren't going to college. When did you first get uh, um, sort of introduced to to the crypto
0: space? So the crypto space was actually. Um, I'd say three and a half years ago. I've always been in the markets of Forex. You know, I've dabbled in the markets. I've taught in the markets. I've I've done uh, a network marketing company previously that dabbled in the market of Forex and just through the works of of, uh, network marketing. And also my first mentor, his name was Eddie. He was uh, an engineer for Apple and this individual was always, he was very techie, right? Hmm. Always, always techie. And um, he actually showed me Ethereum. Back when Ethereum was like four, five, six dollars, and uh, I didn't like Ethereum, but I like Bitcoin. And then uh, Bitcoin led me to XRP, which is Ripple, one of my favorite, you know, cryptocurrencies. And from there, man, it's history. I started just dabbling, you know, really just going all in. You know, I'm the type of guy when I find something I love and I'm passionate for, I could be 14 hours on a computer every day, just researching, learning, adapting everything, everything, and then taking action, which is the most important. So that's where cryptocurrency started. I I started researching. I caught the wave early of 2017, for example. I was able to buy most of these cryptocurrencies we see today at fractions of a cost. And from there, just the love and passion and, of course, the return and the profits uh, led me to then now teaching people around the world not only how to make money on it and, and in it, Yes, it's a great asset class, but I believe people overlook something that's very important, which is the technology. You know, if they could understand what cryptocurrency is as blockchain technology, what it is as a whole, investing, trading, even adoption, using it is going to make more sense for people. So, hmm. so that's how it all started for me.
1: Yeah. So what was the draw for you at first? I mean, you said it was something that you were really passionate about. How, like, what was, what was the draw?
0: The drive, you know, my why and the drive has always been just, you know, my single mother. You know, I saw it as an outlook. Network marketing has always been there, but I saw cryptocurrency. You know, at the time, you know, I share I share a story. I, I turned, for example, uh, a portfolio from about twenty thousand dollars to close to a million in just about eight months, and uh, all I did was just, you know, correctly research, correctly put my time into assets that I knew were going to be here 5, 10, 15 years from now. But the drive was always just my single mother and just getting my family ahead and myself. And I just saw it as, you know, it's like catching Amazon. You hear all these statements all the time, but I felt like I was catching the wave, the pre-wave, like the wave no one even knew existed. Even though crypto has been around for a while, even then I saw it as, wow, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of the pioneers in the space. So that, that's what really drove me
1: hmm so talk to us about that time period of like 2017 the up and then the down um what was that like for you because i mean like like on this show like i'm having entrepreneurs like yourself share a lot of like positive experiences but like with with that crash like i want i want young entrepreneurs to like hear, hear the truth of it like not just like the instagram picture that we're painting every single day with like the highlight reel like i want to, i want people to hear the real stuff so like talk to us about like the real stuff like oh some- it's that-
0: scary man um 2017 taught me a lot about myself, uh, in regards to money, ego, um, you know, attachment to money because imagine being, you know, I was what 21 22 Mm -hmm. and you're seeing a portfolio every day go up 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. I think my biggest day my portfolio went up was 150 grand in one day. And you, you get this, this feeling of lust. That you're just going to, it's, this is the end all. You're going to make a billion dollars. You're going to become a multimillionaire over this. And then the crash happened. And uh, a lot of my friends, myself, some of us didn't sell at the right times at certain points. And um, for example, I was blessed because I got pre, you know, before everything took off. So I was always in profit. I was always in, in a good position. But when the crash did happen, I saw a lot of people get frustrated uh, for better words, very, very, very mad, <laughs> angry. I saw people demotivated, depressed. You know, I even got into the stage where I was, you know, why isn't this market and going back up? You get into this, this denial. And for those of you that study cryptocurrency or even trade, you know, it's called an Elliott wave. It's just the market, you know, correcting itself. And when the capitulation part happened where it's just the market dropped, you know, from 10 grand to three grand, um, it was scary. You know, I started to even lose belief in crypto myself, you know, a little bit, you know, I always loved it. It's just like you always lose, lose belief in yourself. But, um, yeah, I was scared. A lot of people were scared. I've had people that invested $1, 50, 150,000 in Bitcoin. And it was ten, fifteen, twenty grand. You hear the stories of people, you know, refinancing their homes, trying to get into the space of crypto and it's scary. So in crypto and anything, you know, for those of you listening, Understand that if you study it and understand it correctly, you could be prosperous, but if you catch this when it's a falling knife, it can get very, very ugly for you, you know, and you could be down 97% of your initial investment. It's it's happened. You know, I've heard people buy Ripple at $3.50, it dropped to 25 cents, you know, so I was scared, I was panicking, I was, but but that all gave me a life lesson, so now preparing us for, you know, the future bull runs that are going to happen in crypto
1: absolutely and and so many people like you said man 2017 were just getting in having done no research having no understanding of what they were actually putting their money in they just saw this this chart that just went up and up and up and they imagined it going up forever so i think that's really important to touch on and and like disconnecting your ego and your emotions from your investing and your trading because those two things you mix them and it's just not going to be a good picture for anyone
0: exactly yeah it's it, it can get very very ugly very very quickly you know especially it got to the the point, you know. You hear it all the time. You you buy the fear, you sell the greed. Yeah. You know that's that's a quote by Warren Buffett. And um, when it got to the point, Uber drivers, you know, Uncle Tom, Uncle Jimmy, you know. Start- <laughs> Telling you, well, crypto is, hey, you heard about this Bitcoin thing. I threw a couple hundred bucks in it. That, that's, that should be a red flag in your yeah, eye. Man. You know what I mean? So right now I see the market, you know, it's starting to pick up some steam. I still believe, you know, the ugly is not over in my eyes. But yeah, for those of you that are getting in the market, do your research and, and really learn about this because this space is beautiful if you let it be beautiful and prosperous for you. But if you're just throwing something money at it and you don't really know what it is, you know it, it could bite you in the butt I'm, I'm not gonna lie
1: for sure so like what are some of the core pillars of of trading crypto that you think are really important for for listeners to understand if they're like interested in the space but they're not involved yet
0: yeah so cryptocurrency they have to go into the mindset that especially if you've been traded other other markets at least this is my opinion you got to really detach yourself this isn't trading forex this isn't trading futures this isn't trading stocks uh, cryptocurrency is an animal of its own. It mm. some pairs don't respect a kind of technical analysis. Some just do whatever they want. You know, this market is so small and so manipulated that you have to go into this with that mindset and understand that it's very volatile. So, other pillars I would recommend is really diversifying. You know, creating a a, a very professional and prosperous portfolio. What do I mean by that? Uh, something I teach all the time is people marry one certain cryptocurrency. And uh, that is, it, it could be good for you if it takes off, sure. But you, if you look at the, the giants of investing, Fidelity, TD, you know, they all diversify in different asset classes. So if you're investing in, for example, cryptocurrency, you got to go into, you know, Bitcoin, I believe should always be at least more than 50, 60% of your portfolio. And then the rest should be split up into different allocations with other, you know, cryptocurrencies like altcoins. Now that's what I teach, you know, which ones I believe are going to be here 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, like the tech. Area where stocks just popped up all the time. But, you know, we only have now the Amazons, the Walmarts, the Ebay's Mm -hmm. alive still. That's what you want to be investing in. So another pillar would be really, what is your risk appetite? You know, a lot of people get into this with money that if they lose it, they're in trouble, you know, so you hear it, but you really need to understand that invest what you're willing to lose. Because in cryptocurrency, by all means, experts, gurus, even myself, I catch myself sometimes saying the market's going to go up and swing. And sometimes you take a hit. Sometimes you're not always correct in the market. And you could be down 10, 20, 30, 40% on a trade or or, or on your portfolio. And it happens when the bear market hit. You got to be prepared for these things. So I would say being correctly in the mind, emotionally, having that detached from money is really going to make you successful in the space of crypto. But um, for those of you that that are hearing this for the first time, this, by all means, don't let this you know intimidate you. This is like this with any market. You know, cryptocurrency is an emerging space where if you take advantage of it, by all means, you could be wildly successful and wealthy it's just understanding everything you know everything has rules in the world everything has laws and if you if you master those that i just mentioned you know you could see a really good future ahead
1: for sure so there's this argument that i've heard uh pretty frequently that like Cryptocurrency isn't really a viable like way to pay for stuff until mm-hmm. like these swings sort of like simmer down. So, so what do you think about that, that argument or like do you think that, that crypto will or is already like a viable way to make payments or, or do you mm-hmm. think the volatility is still too much?
0: I think, see this is the thing. I then, I analyze, see, I've been studying more of the economies around the world uh, now with cryptocurrency and what it could do. Let's, let's give examples now. Mm-hmm. Um, Venezuela as a country, you know, Zimbabwe. Let's think yeah. of countries that they're inflation, they're going through hyperinflation, and there is no way to do transmittance or any remittance payments around the world. Bitcoin is one of the best alternatives out there where it could help people around the world send money from a to b no third party no 3% charge no merchant charge no one in between and that could really help people now let's say the us does it make sense to go to starbucks and pay bitcoin you know a lot of people don't me personally i don't spend my bitcoin you know i see it you know as an asset it's like storing gold before you know the etf hit and the thing just rocketed I would, you know, I hold a lot of my cryptocurrencies. Do I take profits? Yes, but at the levels I want to then spend my money, correctly. Mm-hmm. But um, as of right now, at least in the space of at least US, I don't see it as a way that it's being adopted. Yes. Now we're seeing, I believe the last the last headline was, uh, I think AT&T is now accepting people paying their bills in cryptocurrency. In a lot of places, Amazon, I believe yeah. it works. But um, do I see people doing it? No, because I think they believe it's still it holds value. It's not like you're paying your dollar and the next, you know, next week, maybe it's $1.50. It's different with Bitcoin, but in an out in out there, out there of the world where, for example, 30% of the world is unbanked. You know, you have to think of these countries. Bitcoin is a place where it's saving lives. I believe it's saving families and it's creating a way to transmit with less fees and, you know, A to B interaction. So it, it goes both ways. That's what I see.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, man. So do you think that these these huge price swings are going to sort of like decrease over time? Or do you think Bitcoin is going to be pretty volatile and other cryptos are going to be pretty volatile for like the foreseeable future?
0: I think there will always be for quite some time volatile. The reason being it's, a, it's an emerging asset class, yeah. you know, um, previously it was really you know, Tom and Joe and whoever investing. It's if you see the space of cryptocurrency to kind of give perspective and uh, insight. Crypto's tiny. Um, the market cap, meaning the entire space of cryptocurrency, is only a quarter of a trillion dollars. So, two hundred and fifty billion. That's it. If you look at stocks, there are stocks that are in the top 100 of the S&P 500 that are bigger than that. So Bitcoin is a baby, Ripple is a baby, Ethereum is a baby. So for uh, for it to scale like we're believing so, it's gonna grow in price and in dramatic you know, parabolic moves like we've seen it happen in the past. So in the future, do I see it simmering down and calming down? Yes, but until we get to, I believe, possibly 100,000 of Bitcoin, a quarter million of Bitcoin. Why? Because by then, we might not even be alive but by then if if crypto still exists there's no more mining for bitcoin meaning mm. that the only way to earn if you're a miner is by the fees so in my belief and what i have for the future at least i think is that bitcoin is going to stay stable eventually once we get to a certain price but for now we're gonna see swings from three to eight, eight to six, six to four, four to 10, 10 to 20, because it's, now we have institutions, which I believe is an interesting subject to talk about. Uh, we have New York Stock Exchange, we have ICE, we have Fidelity, we have TD Ameritrade, we have so many now big money players coming into the space that what do you think that's gonna cause in Bitcoin's price and crypto? It's just gonna take it you know, to the moon, and, uh, and really create some volatility and swings. So yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for a while still.
1: Hmm. Super interesting. So like, what are your thoughts on like, the, the talk of regulation on crypto?
0: I think it's going to be an interesting place for it to happen. Uh, little by little, I don't know if you're seeing regulat- re- you know, regulators are stepping in. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being is the big boys want to play chess. And what do I mean by that? Um, the, the people that move billions of dollars, the hedge fund. Yeah. The venture capitalists, but they're not going to play chess in, in, in a chess board that is not regulated, or that could be hacked, or that still is iffy in a gray area. So as regulation comes in play, um, if that does, for example, we have to wait for the SEC and at least for the government uh, to really take it and, and adopt to it. I believe that that does happen. It's going to create a huge, a huge wave, a new wave for cryptocurrency. So I look forward to it. Some cryptocurrencies like Ripple are trying their best to be, you know, approved by regulators and the SEC. Why? Because they want this to happen. You know, there's two concepts in cryptocurrency. There's the Bitcoin maximists that just, they hate the banks. They hate the governments. They hate this. They hate that. But we have to understand that governments, societies, banks will always be here. Mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to understand that and accept that. So we have to look at if crypto does get accepted, that's the best way for it to really be adopted worldwide.
1: 100% and, and
0: regulated, of course.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit more about your personal business right now, because um, between network marketing and, and crypto, you've got a couple different things on your plate. So how do you think about like balancing your time, energy, focus, resources between like multiple different things that you're doing?
0: Of course. So right now, I do, of course, network marketing uh, with a company called iMarkets Live. Um, I'm one of their top earners, and pretty much what I do is uh, most of my day, and I could say night, is considered you know network marketing. I run meetings, events, calls, trainings. I travel. Uh, And run events now most of my night. I'm actually an educator and trader for our company So we're a financial fitness company. where We teach people how to trade and invest correctly in the markets. So um, we teach them, uh, you know, the space of Forex the space of crypto binary options and uh, I'm one of the educators and traders there. So I balance my time as mostly in the late nights and early mornings I'm looking at cryptocurrency the charts, the investments, the research, because how I see it is at least most of my business and network marketing is awake during the day, right? So Mm. at night I could be looking at the charts and interesting enough where I am Eastern time, Late night is when you know, the market moves the most, at least in London, for example, for Forex and also with cryptocurrency, I see more of the volatility you know, happen there because of Asia. So balancing my time, you know, I get the question all the time, but it works feasible. You know, a lot of people have two, three, four, five things on their plate or people, you know, you know, regular people that are starting entrepreneurship have families, three dogs, you know, two jobs. It's just really allocating your time correctly. And that way, you, know, you could strive in every single aspect of your life correctly.
1: For sure, do you have any um, sort of tips or strategies that have been effective for you that do you think might help out a younger listener when it comes to like time management?
0: Time management, I would say I see it all the time. I learned uh, at that conference, I, I attended a Millionaire's Mindset Intensive um, to always just write down your day. It's just things you need to do every single day and knock it out. And something that took me a lot of time to finally master, and I know it's gonna sound simple, but for people that are listening, I encourage you and challenge you to try this, is when you think about it, do it you know, when you think about it, do it. Don't don't hesitate. Don't put it in the back burner. Just go out there. If you need to do laundry, let's say, you need to walk the dog, you need to go out there, you know, write it down. But if it pops up in your head, don't hesitate. Just take action on it. And you're going to see how little by little, every single action, you know, taken in place by level is just going to make your day a lot quicker. You're going to find a lot more time. And for time management, a lot of us are young. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I want you all to just focus on you, focus on your circle, focus on your friends. And, um, you know, really try to put the social media, at least stop watching and be the creator like you, you know what I mean? Like a lot of entrepreneurs right now, Uh, just waste their time on, on, unfortunately, on social media, and it's the new TV, you know, I don't watch TV, but social media is the new TV and people get caught up and that's why they're running ads on social media. So that's where, you know, if you, if you catch yourself, you really break down your day. That's what I would recommend. Break down your day and see where you're throwing your hours at. And then stop saying you don't have enough time and invest it in certain areas that you should be doing, you know?
1: Straight up, straight up. Because, I mean, we all have 24 hours. And, and a mentor of mine and somebody who I actually had on the podcast, um, episode 108, I believe, his name's Justin J.C. Collins, um, he, he brought up this concept that he sort of he coined called Think Do. And it's, you take the word think, you take the word do, you put them together. So you think about something and then you do it right away. Like you don't, you don't, you don't hesitate between those things. Like you think about it, you do it. So that's, that's something that I think you brought up. And I think it's really important because especially for me, I find myself like, like I'll have a task that will take me maybe two minutes and I'll think that I should do it. And then I'll write it down. And then I just, I won't come back to it. It'll be like nagging at me for a while. But like, literally if if you have something for me, like if it's less than five minutes, like I will usually just like do that on the spot because like, the, the, the thought of like, it, it's just it's running in your head, you have to do this thing, like just just doing it right away. Um, it, it keeps you it keeps you focused. And it keeps you making sure that like you're moving forward, and not like letting all these little things pile up and sort of get in the way.
0: Exactly. I think I think that's, that's key, you know, and it took me it took me a while to master it. But I noticed my day is just boom, it's just it's just you think you do you think you do you think you do. And you're going to see that reciprocate in other in other aspects of your life, which is which is amazing.
1: Absolutely. That's the truth. Now, when it comes, when it comes to trading, um, what, are, what are some of the things that you think are really important for our listeners to understand before they get into this space? Okay. Because a lot of people are like, they got their shiny objects in them. They're like, oh, I'm going to get involved in trading. Um, talk to us about maybe some of the, uh, the negatives or like some of the things that people need to watch out for before they just like go all in on trading.
0: hundred well, percent. Well, first is just to be understand that it, it takes money to make money. You know, and you have to also understand that there there is a possibility that you could possibly be down a couple bucks trading, investing the works. You oh, know, yeah. so but if you get involved in the markets in Forex and Crypto, the works, if you're gonna start trading, I would recommend first stop have a game plan. You need a game plan, you need to have a mentor, you need to have a course, you need to have a system. You know, they say the ninety-seven percent of people that trade in the markets lose because they don't have proper guidance. You know, it's like, it's like just throwing yourself out there. You're, you're, you're gonna lose. You don't know how to read a chart. You don't know what's going on with news. You don't know about the market. Of course you're gonna lose. You're, you might as well go to the casino is what I tell people if yeah. you're not educated. So have a game plan, have a mentor. And then you're gonna see that these courses and mentors are gonna shape you like, you know, like a knife little by little, we're, we're, we're sharp. But from there is just really focus on one pair. For example, if you're gonna be trading, For example, for most of my crypto students that I have, I tell them, focus on one pair. Or if you're gonna be trading Forex, focus on one pair and marry it. You know, See how it breeds, how it walks, how it everything. Because when you're reading a chart, you're gonna see its movement. It it has its own character. It's a personality, as crazy as it sounds. And not be looking at 10 different things. I'm gonna trade oil, I'm gonna trade this, I'm gonna trade, no, 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 no. If you're starting out, marry a pair, understand how it moves, Understand its price action. So then little by little, you could start adding different pairs, maybe a second one, a third, a fourth. I don't recommend trading more than four or five pairs until you really master the art of trading. But it's just having a game plan, know your risk to reward ratio, and understand that it's going to take time look, some people pick this up faster than others. You know, some people are better at video games, you know, faster than others, ports faster than others. But if you're consistent and you stick with it, it it may take a year, two years, three years. But to me, trading and investing, you could be anywhere around the world. And as long as there is internet or service on your cell phone, you could be making money. So to me, that is financial freedom at its finest. And if you master it, Charts, markets, they're not going to disappear. If, 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 the, if the money disappears, there'll be a new market. If crypto <laughs> disappears, there'll be a new emerging market. But a chart will always be a chart. And if you know how to trade and invest, you could be making money all year long.
1: Straight up, straight up. Now, Nick, you've been dropping a lot of value on our listeners so far, and I'm extremely grateful for that. I do have some questions that I like to ask all of my guests. Are you feeling ready for those? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So the first thing I'm curious about is what is something that uh, genuinely has Nick Gomez excited right now?
0: Right now, wow, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Traveling the world with my girlfriend, uh, for sure, having cryptocurrency, hopefully get out of this bear market. And right now, I've, I just launched and started dabbling a lot with e-commerce and Amazon. And other than that, just really seeing a lot of my students and you know, business partners and network marketing really emerge and, and borderline close to a six-figure income. So that's what, that's what got me excited right now.
1: Awesome, dude, that's that's some big stuff in the works. I'm excited to hear more about that as time goes yes, on. Yes. <laughs> so Nick, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business, your lifestyle, just things you do on a regular basis to get to that next level?
0: Yeah, so I would say just, just one um, that really shaped everything for me, it's affirmations. Um, th- this played a huge role. Um, I, had a, I did a training on this last week to, to one of my teams here, Network Marketing. And, um, it all goes back to how you look at money and just how you're wired. And I started saying, you know, so, some of these affirmations, I believe I have them on my computer and it, they make a big impact in your life. You know, what you start feeding, but also saying every day, like I'm going to, I'm going to read a couple to you. Sure. For example, this is what I would wake up every day and I would be in the shower. And, uh, what would I do is, for example, it was, I would have my goal card and I would have. You know my vision board. I always, when I was 17, 18, 19, I wanted a BMW. It was the thing that I wanted more than anything in the world. I just wanted a BMW. I wanted a white, red interior convertible. That was my dream. <laughs> and uh, what I did was I always print of what I want to see. So, for example, I started. I put the BMW in my bathroom, in my room, on my roof, in my shower. And every single time, I would just that's my BMW. That's my BMW. I believe that's mine. And I would read affirmations that would create you know, a new world for me. And the craziest thing is I I haven't said these in a while and uh, I found them and I was speaking with a business partner before and I found how crazy it is that these affirmations all are my reality every single day now. So for example I'm going to read a couple it says I create my life I create the exact amount of my financial success I play the money game to win my intention is to create wealth and abundance I admire and model rich and successful people I believe money is important money is freedom and money makes life more enjoyable I get rich doing what I love I deserve to be rich because I add value to other people's life I'm a generous giver excellent receiver I am truly grateful for all the money I have now lucrative opportunities always come my way my capacity to earn hold and grow money expands day by day and I I would say that every day, and there's another sheet. Um, I would say two. And every day in the shower, every in the shower, mad, happy, or not, you know, good in business or doing bad in business, I would say it and say it and say it and say it. And little do you know, years later, I had that BMW. I lived in the condo that, that I had pictured. I, I, all the affirmations, the passive income, the financial freedom, everything that I would say from an affirmation standpoint became my reality. So if, if you're growing in entrepreneurship, I recommend set goals. These are habits that are very important because you achieve them. They become your day-to-day life. And affirmations are just going to shape you they're gonna make you believe. You might be reading these things, but you might not be believing it, but by saying it every day, every single day, you're creating a consciousness around the world, the universe, and it's just gonna to give to you, but you just gotta believe and say it. Hmm.
1: I love that so much. Uh, now, Nick, I know you're, you're putting out, or you're rather teaching people a lot of stuff when it comes to trading. Is there any content you're consuming or any sources you're learning from right now, whether that's books, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube channels, um, where are you getting your content?
0: From from a mix of sources, as of now, really, what I what I've done is I've indulged, you know, a lot of content from so many different YouTube people and uh, traders in specific. Uh, there, there's a trader that I admired a lot. His name was actually Picasso, uh, Crypto Picasso, and I got a lot of his teachings, a lot of his knowledge. And then from there, you know, really just creating my own. You know, I stay up to news, I stay up to that. But once you really master a craft. Um, you know, you, you start to really build on top of it and build on top of it and build on top of it. By all means, I stay up to date with news and by all means, I also always say there's always bigger and bigger rooms in the world for improvement, you know? So if there's a mentor out there that I'll hopefully find in the future to up my trading game, there are. And of course, for example, the CEO of my company, his name's Christopher Terry, is an individual that has shaped me and helped me a lot when it comes to trading. So for sure.
1: Mm, I love it. Now. Uh, Nick, one other thing I want to ask you about is, um, what, what are, what are some of the things in your business you do that don't scale? And, and when I say don't scale, um, one, one example that I like to give is like every single day I'll, I'll go on Instagram and I'll look at my new followers in the last 24 hours. I'll pick like five to 10 people to send them a personal video message just something like, Hey Nick, how's it going? Thank you so much for the follow. Um, I really appreciate it. Let me know if there's any way that I can add value to anything that you're doing. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, it's not something that I bring one of my VAs on to just like send out all day on my behalf. Yeah. Like these are messages that I am sending to, people to start a real conversation. Cause that's like why I'm on social media is to like start conversations with people. So is there anything for you that has that personal like Nick Gomez touch to it that you choose not to like scale to, to a, a large level?
0: I think, um, I like to call myself a storyteller. And what I mean by that is I meet a lot of people that want to grow network marketing. Uh, you know, they pull me aside at events or when I'm, when I'm doing, you know, some of these seminars. And they ask me, you know, personal questions of, hey, I'm going through this, going through that. What I try doing the most, you know, I, I could say it gives me that personal touch is I try to put myself in their shoes and I teach with being in their shoes. What I mean by that is when people are having trouble breaking through you know, some of these ranks or levels or trading, I go back to how was I when I was 20 years old or 19 years old. And I really put myself in that place and that persona so I could give the person the value that they need and, and, and the guidance. So that's what I tend myself finding a lot. I don't do it at a massive scale. It's more of when I, when I get pulled aside and I see somebody really wants it, I try to remember how did I feel? How did I feel living at mom's? How did I feel driving up a beater Corolla? How did I feel getting told no or losing my trading account or that? So I, I believe that's like my personal touch and, and what I really like doing.
1: I love it, man. And that's, that's, that's super huge. And that, that could really benefit a lot of people um, who are able to really internalize that. Now, Nick, you've been dropping so much value on the podcast. I'm extremely grateful for you. I know our listeners got a ton out of this cause I did as well. Where can they go? Where should they go? If they want to follow up with you, learn more about Nick Gomez and uh, what you're currently working on right now in the crypto and network marketing spaces.
0: So currently my website is down, but what you, everyone could do is they could reach out on my Instagram. So it's Nick Gomez, N-I-C-K-G-O-M-E-Z underscore 12. And then I have my YouTube channel as well there. So for people to kind of get some basics in the space of crypto, I'll have my website launched there. And that's where a lot of people, you know, could indulge some of the content on YouTube and of course my Instagram.
1: Cool. And I'll be sure to link up both of those in the show notes for this episode as well. Nick, again, I'm really grateful for you and spending your time here on Young Smart Money. Do you have any last uh, closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to share with the listeners here today to close out the show?
0: 100%. Well, first of all, man, appreciate you. You're crushing it, man. Crushing it. The interview, saw a lot of my buddies that are in the space with me on it and hey man you you you're great at what you do brother but uh other than that I really want to uh, you know hopefully touch someone's life on this podcast you know that's my goal just one person and you know if if you're struggling if you are by all means stuck you know understand we're not trees we're not deep rooted we we could change it doesn't matter your zip code your car where you live in it doesn't matter you know if you make the decision and compound that decision day by day month by month year by year I'm telling you there's so many success stories you guys are going to hear on this podcast. There's so many success stories you hear out there, but it's all because people stayed consistent over something they're passionate about and found that they could help a lot of people with. So that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate you so much. And thanks for having me.
1: That's the truth, Nick. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on young smart money. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks, my man. Appreciate you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this
1: latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket press that subscribe button and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, They really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day.